Every question we have in life has been addressed in God's Word. We're going to explore and talk about these biblical truths and how we apply these truths to our real everyday lives. For the next 25 minutes, join me as we talk about relationship with Christ, relationship with each other, and relationship with our communities. Hey, this is Pastor Caleb, and you're listening to the Remnant Church Podcast. Hey guys, so glad to have you today. Welcome to the Remnant Church Podcast. This is Pastor Caleb. Uh, we're starting a new segment, a weekly segment uh, here at Remnant Church, and uh, we're excited about today and uh, the guests that we have with us today. Um, this guy is my friend, uh, my brother, my family. Um, he's been in my um, in my life probably 10, 12 years, something like that, and his family's my family. I asked him to come today, and I actually asked him if he would just call in today to to the podcast, but uh, he really surprised me and said, uh, man, I want to I be there. So uh, he really surprised me with that. Um, he is a worship leader, a music pastor, a teacher, a preacher, uh, a man of God, anointed by God. He is the worship pastor at the wonderful Real Life Church in Macon, Georgia, uh, led by senior pastor Bishop uh, Bo Turner, who's a wonderful man of God and our dear friend. And I'm so glad that he's here today with us. Um, He's got a lot to share with us today. Um, he's no stranger to you. Uh, he's our remnant family. He's no stranger to you. You know him. Uh, this is my friend, my brother in Christ, uh, Pastor Michael Mallory. Hello, sir. Hello. So honored to be here, man. And I'm just thankful for the privilege to be on a live podcast. This will be my first one. So what better way than to do it with you? Oh, man, you're a professional. <laughs> You're a professional. You got this. Um, one thing I want to talk about before we um, jump into just what's going on in our world today yes, uh, is we titled this podcast A Family Meeting. And it just hit me a couple of days ago after I talked to you about coming um, about, um, I was like, what am I going to call this? You know, I don't want to be cliche. I don't want to just, I, 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 what what is really, what is this? And I really believe this is a family meeting because we're brothers. Absolutely. So this is a family meeting. I think the world, uh, the church world, needs to have a family meeting. Absolutely. Uh, when I think about a family meeting, and I've had a couple in my family, and usually uh, there's a lot of passion in family meetings. Uh, it can be tense at times. Uh, it's awkward. Uh but usually after we conversate and we talk, we find out that they're at the root of everything is a misunderstanding. And I believe that we need to, as children of God, as, as born-again believers, we're called to mourn when those when people mourn, to rejoice when our brothers and sisters rejoice. Absolutely. You know, so I feel like there needs to be an understanding. Um in in the body of Christ, we first of all, as as brothers and sisters, me as a white man needs to have be willing enough, be godly enough, and have this desire to say, I I'm, I don't know what it's like to be a black man in today's society with everything that's going on, but I understand that my brother's hurting, 
my brother uh, feels some type of way, and I won't. I'm, I can never walk in his footsteps, but I want to understand. I want to lend my ear and hear what's on my brother's heart, and that's what we want to do today. Absolutely, that's what we want to do today. With everything that's inside of me, my motives are completely pure. I want to hear your heart today, because I want to do what I can do. And I believe at the end of the day, the church has had a lot of bumps. It's had a lot of bruises. It's not perfect by any means, but I believe God's will is for the church to lead the way. Absolutely. In unity. Absolutely. In this, in our communities, in our cities, and in this world. So, Pastor Mike, I'm going to give you the floor, and I want you to share your heart with me. What What is it like? We've got about 25 minutes. What What is it like, or, or what are you feeling well, what's going on in your mind? How do you feel as a man of God, as a leader of your home, and as a black man in America today? Well, again, thank you for the privilege, Pastor Caleb. Uh, definitely brother and friend. We go way back. Uh, and in times like this, it's really, really a unsettling feeling. Um, I know the Bible says God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That's great, but in a season like this in the year 2020 with everything that's going on, here we are hitting the wall again of racial division. Uh, and not only just on the circuit of the world and in our, in our nation, but even in our church, in our churches, uh, you know, many have spoken up and I applaud those who are of a different race that have stood with us during this time. Uh, but as a family man, as a father, a husband, um, it's very unsettling that I really can't raise my son the way I was raised. Yes, I can give him core values, but now the way things are going, just for a simple uh, illustration, you know, when you got pulled over, right, outside of you actually committing a real crime, if you were speeding, you got a speeding ticket. Now the variable is we don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's very uncomfortable. So here, here it is, my son's seven years old, and I'm having a, what I feel like uh, I'm, I'm supposed to have a conversation with him at 17, 18 years old to say, hey, when you go out there, do what you're supposed to do, uh, get home safe. No, I'm telling, this, I'm telling him this at seven years old, and that's very uncomfortable. I'm like, why would I have to talk to him like that? Even down to my daughter, and I know we're talking about race right now, but even with her, sex trafficking. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of issues going on. It's a lot of wickedness mm -hmm. going on in the world. And just to be a black man, uh, there are many challenges already. And it's not from every single person, but just to the powers that be. Um, it's almost created this image that the system is already set up against us. Uh, both church world sometimes and just the world itself. So, you know, it's it's as if you, you, you've got to love love. You've got to uh, be this certain person. You can't be yourself. You can't be uh, authentically you because you've got to fit the mold, the box, the, the blueprint of what's already established just to fit in. For me, I've always been a person. I've always been a people person. I've always been one. I could be in any any group of culture and be okay. Yeah. You know, I don't understand everybody. You know, I don't right. know Spanish, Chinese and all that, but I'm cool hanging out with them. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But, you know, just think about the church divide. 
on Sunday morning, as much as we preach unity, we're still separated. We're still separated. And just to reflect on my culture's response, I believe, and this is just opinion, we're, we can embrace coming together with other cultures, such as the Caucasian, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and embrace volunteering and joining and things of that nature. But on the other side, to get that same response from where we are, for, to have the Caucasian come to a predominantly black ministry, yeah. it's not really there. It's not really there. You're not going to see, you hadn't seen it. And not to say that it's not there, right? but through my, my little time here on the earth, I hadn't seen anything like that. But right now, it's a very, very uncomfortable place. Um, and right now, the word that came to me was frontline. Everybody's looking for the white pastor, you know, if you're leading a multicultural congregation, to really step up. And to a great degree, you should. Yeah. But what does, step, what does being on the front line really look like? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Of course, you got to be relevant because you have this culture of people in your congregation. And not only that, just considering everything that's happened in the world with the Floyd and the Ahmad, um, <clears throat> to really, this was um, Monday, I was in my room and on my news feed via social media, the video of Floyd uh, with the officer's knee in his back it completely enraged me all over again, Mm -hmm. all over again. And, um, you know, I was like, baby, I I talked to my wife about it and almost teared up. And I said, what, what do we say? What do we do? And, you know, every cop is not a bad cop. Yeah. Every white brother or sister is not a bad person. Right. Racism is a learned behavior, and in this particular moment, it's something that we've got to detox ourselves. Just to reference the Bible, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If that's really who we are, if we're preaching the kingdom that we're preaching about, how can we not come against these issues? How can we not speak out? You know, so great. Thank God for social media platform. Thank God for tweeting and you know, Instagram and all these other places. Thank God for those those platforms because they can reach more people than we could ever reach in person. But when yeah. you actually have hands-on where your congregation, your people, your community is diverse, mm-hmm. we've got to speak a language that reaches all people. It, this has got to be more than another meme. Yes. And a fad, a two-week push, and then... We go back. I feel like what we're seeing is a result of us pretending like the prejudice is not there, pretending like we put a Band-Aid over it. Okay, we come through the civil rights movement, and, we're hey, everything's good, you know. And I think, I think me as a white person wants that to be true. Right. I'm just, you know, being honest, I want that to be true. Yeah, we're good, but, you know, because – we want to believe that we're a little further along than we are. I want you to tell me, and then I'm going to, I got so much I want to talk about, uh, but I want you to tell me, go back and, and I know this is, this is um, on the heels. We we look at this that happened with, with George Floyd, 
this is on the heels of Ahmad. And, you know, I think it's just those being back to back, this has brought all this to the forefront. I, I, want, I want you to tell me, cause I, this, this is about, I want to know how you feel. I want you to take me back to when you seen, I know you said you've seen it again on social media, but I want to know the emotion and how you felt when you seen the officer's knee in in the neck of of George Floyd. I want you to tell me what what was the emotion, what was going through your mind the first time you seen that. Um, to be honest, I was at a loss for words. It was just inhumane. Um, I heard it like this last night. You know, if it was a per se black police officer on the neck of a white man, the entire nation would have responded immediately, life or not. This is what I heard. But when I saw that, again, initially just at a loss for words, but man, I was so hurt to say that we feel this comfortable to mistreat another human over a bad check. A bad check. He didn't go murder somebody. He didn't, you know, he wasn't a pedophile. Mm -hmm. And even, even in that, there's still a level of justice. What is justice? The root of this fundamentally is to acknowledge what's right and what's wrong and handle it properly. And we're failing to do that because we're, we're contending to say that we've been given a little power and we're now exploiting it in ways that we shouldn't. We now have a badge. Now we have a gun. You're at, you're at the mercy of what I'm feeling that day. You're at the mercy of what I've been taught as a child. You're at the mercy of what the media puts out. You know, uh, even our, our president acknowledged us as thugs when God sees us as kings. Mm -hmm. He sees all of us as kings, sons and daughters, his bride. But we have this language. And let's be honest, there's been a lot of civil rights speaking and there's, there's been a lot of, you know, um, black against white, white against black. We, we already know that. Yeah. I'm not the person to say, and we're just being candid, yeah. but you know, just to acknowledge somebody as white trash, that's not my that's not who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm for everybody. But as of these last two events, to be so in your face, it's really shifted me to really pay more attention and focus more on my family. I was so appalled, uh, even the gentleman, Ahmad, running through a neighborhood just as any other person. But being that these two other gentlemen seemingly uncomfortable and under an assumption, yeah. attacked this man yeah. with no concrete reason. Yeah. And then had went further, went, went, went beyond that to actually kill him. And, you know, I know we want to go through the process of, okay, now we got to take it to court. Now we got to do this. Now we got to do that. But I begin, again, I believe if the shoe was on the other foot, it had been some level of immediate response right. to go ahead and take that brother in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I've had a lot of phone calls to get my opinion. Um, 
I'm thinking of the, the scripture, if my people will call by my name, would humble themselves and pray. The key to that, to see the, the healing of the land, is that we've got to turn from our wicked ways and really acknowledge that thing. And and turning from our wicked ways is to really examine ourselves because I believe a lot of us think, I'm you know, I don't have... I don't have any prejudice in my life. I don't have any racism in my life, you know, and, and just easily to dismiss it. But I would challenge everybody, everybody to examine their own life. Got to. I mean, if we really want to heal, we need we need to check ourselves. We want we can't keep on blaming it's this group of people or it's that group of people. How about we all take an inner reflection? You know, and say, Lord, if there be any wicked way in me, uh, as I believe the psalm says, if there be any wicked way in me, Lord, search my heart, oh God. Find it out. And I don't want it there. I love you more than I love any of me and self and meism and selfism and all these things. God, I want you and I want I want to be pleasing to you. I want to be obedient to you. And I want to I want to because I've experienced your love. I want to love everybody. I want to be that. I want to. I want to show that love to everybody, you know. And if we're open to that, and we're we're allowing the Holy Spirit to examine ourselves, or examine ourselves, and allow the Holy Spirit to do the work in our lives, I think that's the only way that we can heal. The only way we can heal. I'm so. My prayer is that the church will lead the way on this. It's 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 a must. Yeah, it's really a must. What what I, w- I want to ask you a question. What what do you say? What do you say to the the person who says who dismisses the fact that? Racism is is a big deal, and I don't know. I don't know other any other way to say that. The person that says racism is not that big of a deal, it, you know, we've seen some here and some there. You know, they don't get the okay. This was a black man and a white cop, but it could have been the other way around. And where's where's the Where's the anger in that? Okay, the response a lot of times to Black Lives Matter is that all lives matter. Right. Okay? We all understand that all lives do matter. Absolutely. Right? But what is the biblical response as a black man? I mean, what does that make you feel? Uh, How does that make you feel? And then what is your response to that, you know? Well, to so brush it off so quickly and say, well, all lives matter. Because in theory, that's correct. We all, under, us as born-again believers, we understand that all lives matter. But is that an insult in the season that we're in? I think it's very much so an insult because, yes, all lives do matter. But at the, at the forefront of this, it's been apparent that the black community has been targeted when it comes to suppression, uh, putting a damper on, let's keep them in this this hub, this, this invisible hub that we've got this level of power, 
that we can speak from this place and they can't do anything about it. Uh, one of the things right now, um, I can't say that we've been completely silent because there is some civil rights activists out there, right? But now that this is happening, if I could put it in this, this perspective, we're screaming now through riots and looting and things of that nature. Uh, actual uh, legit protests are even being attacked now. We're throwing tear gas at a legit protest. Why? Why? And only that person can answer that. Only that, that cop can answer that. You know what I mean? If it's actually done the legit way, why are we yet still acting out in anger? Why are we still going through these, these moments where we're still attacked? And, and even in the protests, again, it's actually a mixed culture of people. Mm-hmm. But why are the cops now angry? Mm-hmm. Even in that, that's another question that, again, only those cops can answer for. Mm-hmm. Uh, even for... Uh, a great president, if you will, uh, calling for the military to be deployed to bring, quote-unquote, order. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me ask you this, and or just, and this is conversation. I, so as a white Christian man, I am completely 100% for protest. I think we ought to peaceably protest. We have that right to peaceably protest anything. I think is a great uh, need and uh, a movement to be protesting right now for justice. And I plan on taking part of the protest on Saturday as it is peaceful. I don't want to be out in an unpeaceful protest. I'm going to be the first one to leave. But can we... As a church, as a as a as as believers, can we not, as the mayor, as the mayor of Atlanta did? Now, I don't know if she's a believer or not, but as she spoke out, hey, this is not how we do this. Right. I get you're angry, but there's also some people I believe uh, who are just. Um, Unruly. They're looking to tear something up or something. Um, could we come out and say, hey, this is where we live. Let's not tear this thing apart. There, 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 there is there's a way to do this that's not. We acknowledge that there is an anger. This is an anger This of an injustice, but this is not how we do this. Let's take that that emotion and that, and let's put it in another vein here and let's come together because at part of me, well, not part of me, I, I, I feel that, that the looting, it just is not the way to go. No. That we've got to stop that. But I feel like the church, and of course we're in a, I'm in a rural area, way across is rural, but and I have started seeing this, the church invading in the protest. And you see a, the, the, we're, we're chanting, but now we're also at the same time calling on the name of the Lord. You know what I mean? Yes, and it's a whole 
turn. And I seen one in Lynchburg, Virginia the other day. And you could feel the Spirit of God, you know what I mean? Where you could sense uh, fear and sense just the kind of chaos and not one's chanting this and one's chanting this. Now we're calling on the name of the Lord, the one who will bring the healing. Absolutely. And you see people from all different races, white, black, Hispanic, coming together, uh, biracial, coming together. And that, to me, is where the change is going to come in. Language is important now. Language is, Language is important. And we, we've got to understand. That's one thing I, I fear, you know, I, my, I know, I have checked my heart. I can't every day. I, I, that scripture, Romans chapter twelve, you alluded to it earlier. To do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds, so we can know what's acceptable to God and holy. And that's every day. I got to do that every day. Not concerning just part of my life, but all of my life, all of my thinking. I feel like is we've got we've got to come together and say, okay, as a unified front. This is wrong. This is right. Okay, let's lead the way. Fundamentally, it's, it, it, it gets down to what's right and what's wrong and acknowledging it. Leader said it Sunday. Um, he said, I got to take the time uh, to actually say I'm wrong. Yeah. I got I to gotta make the room to get out of myself, get out of my pride, and admit, even as a Caucasian, that I'm wrong. Yeah. That's huge. That's that's a big step. And language is key. Language is key. And right now there are a lot of toxic people. There's a lot of toxic conversation. And to some degree, I can't knock it, but at the same time, I, I can't stand for it either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And right now, as you're speaking, we rioting, looting, I, I'm not for it. And out of a people are angry place out of people hurting that's one of the first things people run to that's one of the first things that people do and i'm not for it i'm I'm really not for it but at the same time as you're speaking now and that's something i was sharing with my wife and some other some other family members we got to take the time to actually strategize yeah we need the police chief we need his voice Mm -hmm. we need the mayor's voice Mm -hmm. we need the pastor's voice yeah we need we need these people of influence to actually come up to the plate and say, hey, we are going to do all we can to make sure not to babysit people, but to honestly get a, a, a response to say we are for the greater good of, of the people, of our community. Our stance should be holistic. And again, it's a, a famous quote, not to judge a person by the color of their skin, but the content of their heart. Absolutely. I feel like, Pastor Mike, the key to this is to understand that we will never completely understand, but lend as a white man. I want to lend my heart and my ear and say, I'm let's come to the table. Yeah. Tell me. And then I am for, and we all should be, for justice, justice for all. And you know what I mean? It's more than a slogan, it's more than a pledge that we recite, but it's true. It's the it's the it's it's the gospel. Yes. It's the gospel. I told my daughter, uh, and I've we this is something we do every every day. And but last night I, I reiterated that as I tucked her in. 
And I laid down there with her on her bed. And I was just, I was telling her, I said, babe, we want to do things right. We want to do things. We want to be obedient to God. But here's the best way to do that. He tells us in Scripture to love the Lord with all your heart, absolutely, all your mind, and all your soul. And then here's this one. Treat other people absolutely like you want to be treated. It's the greatest commitment. And then he said this, if you do if you'll do that, everything else will take care of itself. Absolutely. This has been session one uh of this podcast. And we've got to wrap this thing up. Pastor Mike, is there anything that you do you want to close this out? Or just anything that you want to say right here at the end? Um talk to the people and um then we're gonna we're gonna close this out. As a nation, we're hurting. Um Holistically, as a black culture, it's been something that's been there for a while. It's been underlying for centuries, if you will. But now it's the time for everybody to actually have a voice and just asking everybody to level up to those who have an audience, to those who have an ear and a microphone. This is the time to really speak up on the behalf of kingdom and on the behalf of the people. Absolutely. Can we pray a prayer of of healing? Absolutely. Over our people. Absolutely. Over our communities, over our family. Yes, sir. Um, I'm tired of the social media war. There's a there's riots going on in the streets and but there's a there's a whole nother war going on on social media. I you know I was praying, Lord, help me to be a sound of clarity through all this. Because there's a certain sound that we're to be making as the body of Christ. God is not a God of confusion. Right. He's not the author of confusion. Absolutely. And it's a bunch of, not necessarily color here, but the, the term white noise. Yeah. It's a lot of fuzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of distraction. Yeah. And as you're saying, we need that clarity. Yeah. Pastor Mike, pray for us. Father, today we just call out yes, Jesus. the United States of America. And God, yes. we call out this, this this entire earth. But God, right now specifically, Jesus. God, we call out the people of this Hallelujah. nation. And God, we ask right now that your name, God, you yes, said in the last Jesus. days you pour out your spirit upon all flesh. But yes, God, we God. thank you. We also acknowledge, God, that we've yes, got Lord. to turn from our wicked ways, God. Yes, and you Lord said Jesus. you'd be more than, more than equipped, more than able to heal the land. But God, it comes with condition. Yes, and God, Lord. we thank you right now that we level up, we step up and meet the condition, God, for healing, God. Broken hearts. There's so many scared mothers right now, God. There's so many scared fathers, God, scared young men and, and adult males, God. And we thank you right now. We, pr- we pray for the people, God. And we thank God for the united front. We thank God for the united stance, God, as a people, as the body of Christ, as a community, God, as a city, as a nation, God, to come to a real truth that God 
God, we need you in a more excellent way, that we need love in a more excellent way. We need to be more honest in a time like this, that we don't know what it is to walk in another man's shoes, that we don't know what it is to walk in another culture's uh, respect and response. And God, we thank you right now for just bringing healing, God, to those minds, God, those ears, those eyes. God, we thank you right now that we take a detox from social media and the media, the news, and God, that we focus on what you have to say. God, this is not the time for just a a hot topic, but God, we need real instruction. We need a real word from you, and we trust you now as I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today, Pastor Mike. Yes, sir. Man, this this has been great, and I'm so honored that you came in joined us today. It's my I, I love, you. love you. I love you. Hey, thanks for joining us today at the Remnant Church Podcast. Uh, God bless you. Praying for you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you like what you heard, would you please like, share, and subscribe to this channel? Also, if you like what you heard today, would you consider partnering with us financially? You can give a one-time gift or a weekly gift, a monthly gift, however the Lord leads you. All you have to do is go to remnantchurch.church, and you can find all the information there. Hey, thanks for joining us today. My name's Pastor Caleb Lancaster, and you've been listening to the Remnant Church Podcast.